Hello, hello. It has been a while. It's been a minute. <laughs> um, to those of you new or not so new, just a reminder, if you, for some miraculous reason, actually still subscribe, my name is Cheslin. This is my uh, Trying to Conceive Diary, my TTC, uh, also known as Spermula. Um, and a little bit about me. Uh, 31, married... Uh, lesbian and went to have a baby boom cool cool nice to meet you <laughs> um, but yeah it's been a while because um, you know life um, and I think the last time I recorded a podcast and published it was July of 2019 so happy new year um, I hope yours is treating you well and you're coasting through uh, mindfully and peacefully uh, and with love <laughs> um, but yeah life um, life took over and I didn't have the emotional space to be able to create this podcast at that time um, because we had pushed things back in terms of conceiving and things like that and you know for full disclosure I was upset um, and just kind of out of sight, out of minded everything, because it was easier for me, you know, hey, hello avoidance, um, but it's fine, I'm back, uh, I'm good, <sighs> lots of changes in my daily life, I create my art now 24-7, um, I don't have a typical 9 to 5 at all, uh, I'm my own boss, uh, which is fun and difficult at times, but I'm, I'm hanging with it, you know, um, my wife is now uh, a registered nurse, and so she's working and really enjoying it and bringing home all the stories. So all of that aside, uh, let's get into today's uh, entry, if you will. <laughs> so this time around, I wanted to be a lot more intentional about the way in which I'm recording this. Um, it's still going to be rough around the edges because it's like a diary entry uh, to me. Um, but the last time I just kind of delve into like anything and everything with no rhyme or reason, which totally overwhelmed me, which is part of the reason why I had to out of sight, out of mind it. Um, but now because, you know, we are going to just start trying to conceive in the summer of this year, 2020, just for the date situation um, and so with myself I'm being more organized so instead of jumping into a whole bunch of stuff it's kind of like taking it layer by layer uh, because there's so many rabbit holes there's so many things to look at there's so many things to research um, and you know my my best friend one of my best friends she actually told me the other day she said you know she, she was like from a biological standpoint you know, gay people can kind of have it easy because there's no accidental pre there's no accidental pregnancy. When you do want to have a kid, it's usually when you're ready to financially, mentally, so forth. She said, but it's also kind of a double-edged sword because then you have a lot of time to kind of overwhelm yourself, to overthink things, and to you know overdo, um, which I completely agree. And I feel like that was me round one, 2019. Um, but I was also going through a lot of stuff in 2019. Um, but this time around, I do want to be a lot more 
organized with it for myself um, because it's a very particular process uh, insemination um, whether it's at home or in the doctor's office and you only have about six days out of a month that you can actually get pregnant and it kind of blows my mind because I mean people pop up pregnant all the time right but it was actually good timing whether or not they try to or not because your body literally can only conceive at a certain point in time within your cycle um, so I'm starting at ovulation in period situations um, in terms of tracking them and getting to know that intimately so um, I already track my period um, through the flow app and I've been tracking it since before 2019 but 2019 so 2018 but I had like some lapses and months and stuff like that um, I looked back in the history I didn't even know I could do that just kind of stumbled on it and um, saw that I've been tracking since 2018 but actively consistently tracking since 2019 and what every you know everything you'll hear online when you're looking into this for yourself um, is you definitely cannot rely ba like on that one particular app in terms of tracking your ovulation because everyone's cycle is different and some people are perfectly at 14 days when they start ovulating because you typically start ovulating two weeks before your next period kind of situation um, and then other people aren't um, and it all depends on your actual cycle length and everything like that um, so yeah it's, it's a whole situation like there's all these different ways for testing when you're ovulating your peaks and things like that so let's so let's just get a little bit more into that so okay um, through my diligent period tracking um, is really interesting to look at actually like how much it's changed even in the last what is that two years um, and it totally has. I mean, I feel it on an emotional and like hormonal type level uh, and just like how my body reacts to things at certain times. Like I can tell it's changed. And of course, it's longer than it used to be um, in terms of my cycle. Um, but my average cycle is 33 days. Super proud I know that. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> welcome to my uterus. Um, nice to have you so yeah it's 33 days um i don't know i mean tip because it i'm pretty regular but every six months or so my period flips to either being beginning of the month or the end of the month middle however it wants to do it usually i'm at either the beginning of the month or the end um and also being gay another thing is like syncing with your your partner um which is interesting uh we were synced and then we weren't and we're we mirror kind of each other we're not completely synced like we start and end at the same time but yeah so that's changed <laughs> a lot of my tracking too but um yeah so my cycle's 33 days i don't know exactly when i'm to start ovulating um, I'm still currently on my period. Now for this cycle is when I'm starting to actually track my ovulation diligently. Um, and what I mean is not just by going by the prediction that's on the app. I actually purchased um, an OPK, which is in, I think it's called an OPK. 
or OTK, I don't know, ovulation kit, basically. Um, and then I also purchased a ferning kit. So I'll go into what's what and the hows and everything like that. So let's just uh, talk about ovulation here for a second. Okay, so, <laughs> so um, ovulation is the time in which you're most fertile. It's, it's your, your window for making a baby, okay? And, um, yeah, it's like a two, it, it's, it's roughly like a week or so that you're actually in ovulation, but within that particular span of time, there's still particular days where it's best to inseminate or if you're straight, have sex on. Um, and so you would like, you know, track that so uh one of the ways of tracking which is one of the ways they just said that i got is the um, ovulation kit and those are strips that you pee on or pee in a cup and dip it into rather because they're really teeny tiny strips i haven't used them yet but they're teeny tiny strips um now a lot of people think that when those strips are positive they and they say just side note that you should start like uh about I think maybe like a week or so after your last period maybe a week and a half but it just really depends on your cycle and how you motor like it, it could be any length of time um, but yeah about like six or seven days so a lot of people think that you pee, you pee in this cup you dip it you dip the strip in and it's positive I'm ovulating uh, no you're not actually ovulating when it's positive because what the strip is actually picking up on is your LH level. Now your LH is your, your luteinizing hormone, which spikes before you ovulate. So it basically is letting you know like, Hey, you know, that fertile window's open, get her done like right in this time frame. So, uh, and so if I were to relate it to insemination, it would be, okay, I take this strip, put it in the pee. Oh, cool. My LH has spiked. So that now I know that like my fertile window is in the next 12 to 48 hours. So I would then inseminate at my peak time, which would be like, not hopefully, ideally not too long after taking that test. And then what you do is you also, what you wait another 12 hours and you inseminate again, just to kind of wrap your insemination around your actual ovulation peak. Um, swallow that. I know it's something to digest. <laughs> so yeah, um, you wrap it around like that and then, you know, Bob's your uncle, hopefully you're pregnant. Um, yeah, so we'll start there. That's just kind of like how the, how the strips work and what they're for. They don't, they don't tell you that you're ovulating. They tell you you're basically about to ovulate. So let's get this shit done. Like your window is open. The time is now. Okay. So from there, um, you know, I've tested your LH, um, and you know, you're at a good point to start inseminating or having sex. And usually people say like if you're in a straight relationship or in a relationship where there is a penis and a vagina, I will say I'll say it like that. Um, 
you would be having sex, like, for those next few days. Good on you, okay? Congrats on that one. Um, and, and hopefully you get pregnant. Now, like I said, it only monitors your LH. And you can also take them to mon monitor your HCG. Uh, and that, the HCG is what pregnant, and that's to, and that's basically for pregnancy tests. Pregnancy tests test monitor your HCG level and that's how you know you're pregnant that's another hormone um, that spikes two weeks after at least 12 to 14 days after your um, insemination or sex spree on your ovulation days um, so that's getting ahead of myself so let's reel it back to ovulation um, so I'm also going to use um, a ferning kit, but before I get into what the ferning is, I'll get into another way that people also test for their ovulation. So this particular way, actually, if you monitor, you have to monitor it for more than like 30 days, probably like two months or so, to actually get a good reading. But it'll tell you exactly when you're ovulating. Um, now. That other type I'm talking about, the other way to track your ovulation, uh, is your basal body temperature. So your basal body temperature um, is the temperature you're at when you first wake up every day. So you have to use a thermometer every day at the same time when you wake up before you do anything, like brush your teeth, like you just opened your eyes and still crusty, and you have to take your temperature. Um, now doing this at the same time every day allows, and they have apps and things like that you can put your temperature in and you can actually see and it'll show you when your temp, because what it happens is, is when you are actually ovulating, which is typically after your LH has spiked, right? So <laughs> this will, which is just so interesting to me, but when you're actually ovulating, your temperature actually does does shift it does get higher you get hotter um, overall in your body temperature and it's a very particular thermometer and everything like that and you can look that up on your own but it's basal body temperature um, yeah so it tells you when you're actually ovulating but you may have missed your window because now you're in like ovulation and they say the best time to get pregnant is usually three days before you're before you're actually ovulating which is the LH level um, spiking with the P strip or test strip <laughs> um, just kind of like for reference so it's kind of it's nice to know when it is your peak ovulation is like when you're actually ovulating but that's going to change probably on a monthly basis um, because our cycles can change on a monthly basis um, yeah so there's the basal body temperature and then the other way that I'm going to track ovulation because I'm tracking it through the strips and through ferning. I chose not to do the basal body temperature. Um, I might later get the thermometer. We'll see how this this, this cycle goes um, and how I feel. Because to set an alarm, to get up at a same time every day, I mean, I don't have a nine to five, like that's, that's part of the high, it's one of the highs, right? It's one of the positives. So um, I'll have to really think about that. Okay, so yeah, the other way is called ferning. And with ferning, it's a test that you actually use your saliva or your spit, drool, etc. Now, 
um, that's kind of gross to me. Not that, like, I don't know where my mouth has been or whatever, or I'm not in it brushing my teeth or flossing, but it's something about putting your spit on this little, uh, glass, uh, you know, like in a microscope, the little slides, like a little glass slide. So with, with the ferning, you have to use a microscope, but you can get kits where they have little mini microscopes where you just put it up to your eye and you put your spit on the, on the slide and you put it on the microscope and you look at it to see what it looks like. Now, if you've taken a science class, which I hope if you're, you know, trying to conceive, you're, you know, you're well past, in, in terms of actively trying to conceive and doing all this research, you're probably over the age 18, most likely. So you've probably taken a science class. You've, you've uh, probably sat down and had to look at your own spit, because I know they make you do that swab thing, um, in a microscope. So when, and you'll have to look this up because it's a visual thing, but when you're not ovulating, the spit on the slide is going to look like just some cells, you know, circular and things like that. When you're about to ovulate, like you're in transition, you'll start to see those circles with a little bit of crystallization in it. And then when you're actually ovulating, you will see crystals and they will look like the fern, like a fern, like the leaf, like the plant, hence ferning picking up what I'm putting down so I just thought it would be fun to figure out <laughs> to be honest a lot of people just use the, the the test strips but from a lot of my research like it's always you know um it's it is encouraged to use more than one method um so I'm gonna do it because this lady wants to have a bun in the oven okay um so yeah so I'm starting with ovulation in terms of in terms of my research and everything like that. So, um, another way, and this might feel a bit disjointed um, in the podcast when you're listening, this particular section, because I just thought of it, I totally forgot about it after I had finished my recording. So, you're welcome. Uh, One other way that people detect ovulation, and I've already been doing this kind of subconsciously just like with life and exploring yourself (laughs) another way that people uh, look into ovulation is through their vaginal mucus which is a great word to say right so basically um, yeah so basically with the vaginal mucus it can be like different colors and different different textures in terms of like being like sticky, slippery, things like that. And I believe when it's like a little bit milkier and a little bit tackier is when you're ovulating because that means that the sperm can like glide in and hold on to something (laughs) in essence. Um, I hope you enjoyed the visual that that presented. Um, when I think of, when I think of this whole thing in general, I always think of, um, the opening to the movie Look Who's Talking when it's like you see like the race of the sperm to her egg. So, I mean, the whole name of the game is getting the sperm in there just as the egg, as the egg is dropping and you only get one. So, um, 
that's what all the who shot John is about ovulation tracking. <laughs> uh, so you've got test strips, you've got BBT or basal body temperature, you've got ferning, and you have vaginal mucus. Yum. Um, it just sounds really gross, the word, uh, but I'm also 10. So, yeah, that's that on that. And uh, really good about this time, you know, just kind of interesting how it all came about. Um, I had put it on my vision board before the new year because I always do a vision board. Um, we actually have one up in our bedroom in the center. It's the two of us on either side. There are separate individual um, vision boards. Um, so <laughs> on mine I put a whole bunch of stuff and then of course I put, you know, uh, pregnant summer 2020. I put that on my individual, I put that on our joint one, I also put it in my bullet journal. Um, because, you know, manifestation is life. So, um, my wife, you know, she acknowledged that I put it up there like, oh, okay, yeah? And I was like, yeah. And that was the end of it. Until, uh, Valentine's Day, we're headed... I think we're headed to dinner. I can't remember where we're headed to or from. But my wife looks at me and she's like, okay, so you want to get pregnant this summer? And I was like, yeah. Uh, how, how does that make you feel? You know, and we talked about it and, you know, she's for it or whatever. Long story short. <laughs> but she just kind of sprung it on me and I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> I was like, okay, so we're talking about this. And so we talked about it and talked about it some more and then, you know, watched some YouTube videos, things like that when we got, not when we got home on Valentine's, but probably like the day after. Um, and the subsequent days, because uh, when I dig in, I dig in, what can I say? But like I said, I'm trying to be more organized with it, so I'm really trying to understand ovulation and tracking because that's not something I ever had to track before or it's not something I ever really cared about. Um, so, yeah we um we're doing this thing and we did look up some donor stuffs uh the initial cryobank we wanted to go with um we had had some saved favorites things like that went through it and we're like mm, no none of these and so then we went through another maybe two or three after that and we're still looking we did find one donor that we both agree on that we really like i just want to be completely thorough and the fact that there's no other golden goose out there, um, just because it kind of turns the original plan on its head a little bit for me, um, because we wanted to have a uh, a black child, um, just because we wanted to represent us the best, because we're both black or African American or however you you know identify that as. Um, with no special roots in anything aside from, you know, some Native American, per what every American says, right? So <laughs> aside from that, nothing really different about our lineage. So uh, the one that we found, I believe he's, um, the donor is Dominican or something like that. And so, I mean, the child would be, you know, an Afro-Latin child which is perfectly fine with me and also my wife and I mean 
hello the baby and child would be cute but aside from like physical things it's also about educating them on both parts of themselves and I know nothing about that culture and um, though that is a fun challenge and I'm all about learning and everything like that I just wouldn't want to f I wouldn't want them to feel misrepresented or underrepresented in the household kind of thing um, but he is the one that we like the most but um, probably overthinking it but just want to see what else is out there and it's really hard to find a black donor because the one place that we really liked initially um, excuse the I think it's a dumpster tr dump truck in the back that you're hearing beep 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 so um, uh, had 17 black donors or people of African descent and then um, from those 17 when we made it so that CMV was negative which is a particular um, a lot of um, people of color can be carriers of this in general like especially men just because sex um, so it's like a dormant version of basically herpes but if uh, they have it there's a chance that the kid could come out with some other form of something that I can't think of right now that you wouldn't want your kid to have so that took us down to three people three people we didn't like and so we moved on and so another place only had seven black donors totally totally different black donors um, some places had none so it's kind of like we don't want them to have tons of donor siblings or you know not every not every uh, cryobank has a cap on how on how many kids can be created from um, someone's sperm so we want to take that into consideration too so that's where we're at on that um, which is kind of like a side note to the ovulation part but yeah um, I hope this reaches you well I hope um, I hope your year's off to a great start you know it's about to be March up up in here I think so yes yeah, about to be March um, so yeah love light and thank you so much for listening see you next time